or transportation by the Holy Spirit. Somebody say transportation. I know I have said in this house, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times transportation or the transportation of the Holy Spirit. I may even still make reference to that scripture today. But I chose the word by for a reason. Hallelujah. So someone said transportation by the Holy Spirit. And can you turn your Bibles with me to Acts? The, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 8. Let's take it from verse 26. I'll quickly read through 26 through 40, the last verse in that chapter. But just to give you an idea and a background of Acts chapter 8, the church began in Jerusalem. The apostles and the disciples were all in Jerusalem. Remember, Jesus had told the church that go into all the world and preach the gospel. Is that right? When he was about departing from them to heaven, he also told them that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, where they were, in all Judea, in Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. This was Jesus' picture. In other words, it was start from somewhere, but the gospel was meant to spread abroad to the ends of the earth. But as at Acts chapter 8, they were all still in Jerusalem. And God knows how to chase us out of our comfort zone. So he allowed persecution. Do you know sometimes when we become so comfortable, when we would want to seek repose here on earth, and we would want to rest here as though this is our permanent dwelling place, God in his wisdom allows trouble. Hallelujah. The trouble of the believer is not like the trouble of the unbeliever. Our trouble is like a father giving you some lashes and say, come on, get up, get up, get out of here. This is not your place. So in the case of the church in Jerusalem, there was a persecution. So much persecution said that the man who eventually wrote to tests of the New Testament, Apostle Paul, he was the one who was even being used by the enemy at the time. And the Bible says he made a great havoc of the church. Killed Stephen. He supervised the killing of Stephen. They stoned Stephen to death. And there was a great lamentation. There was havoc. So all the disciples were scattered abroad. Except the apostles who remained in Jerusalem. So here we find the apostles scattered abroad. Then I'm sure a man like Philip. Who started as a deacon. But here we find him as an evangelist. That is why it matters how we serve in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Philip started as a deacon. He was one of the eight. Is it seven? One of the seven that were chosen to serve as deacons. But somewhere along the line, we find in Acts chapter 8, Philip served as an evangelist. Hallelujah. And then I'm sure he remembered that. Ah, the master said we should go into Jerusalem, all Judea, and Samaria. So Philip found himself in Samaria and did a great crusade. The Bible says there was healing, miracles. The power of God was demonstrated to the extent that a great sorcerer called Simon the sorcerer who had bewitched the whole city of Samaria. And Samaria was a big town. He had bewitched the whole city and everybody thought that this was a great power of God. That's how they thought about Simon the sorcerer. But when he saw the power of God, he was also converted. Hallelujah. And then, some along the line, they realized that these people have been born again they have been baptized in the in, in water but they needed the holy spirit so the apostle sends 
Peter and John from Jerusalem to go to Samaria to minister the Holy Spirit to the, to the new converts. Then ar around that time, this was where we are getting to, around that time, the angel of the Lord, and that's the Holy Spirit, take note. I said the angel of the Lord is who? If you check in the Old Testament, the Bible says the angel of his presence was with them. That reference is the Holy Spirit. Who is an angel? A messenger. So the messenger of his presence, the communicator of his presence. In other words, it is the Holy Spirit who, who you see, he is with us here on earth. Our Father is in heaven, but he is the one that takes of the presence of God and make it manifest in our lives. That is why you can go anywhere and somebody will know that there's something about you. It's the Holy Spirit. He is the messenger of his presence. May you be the administrator of God's presence because of the angel of his presence, because of the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Philip knew the angel of the Lord. He knew the person of the Holy Spirit. So, he knew his voice. Look at the instruction. Verse 26 of Acts chapter 8. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Someone say, this is desert. Take note. Do you know sometimes you can be in a big city, and God says that move from there and go to a deserted place, a desert. And if you don't know the voice of the Lord, you are likely to say, me? Ah, but here, there's no mall. There's no, there's no canteen. There's no restaurant. You, you want me to go to a village? You want me to go to a desert where there's no mall? You can't find Accra mall. You can't find which other mall? China mall. <laughs> oh my God. I'm talking to those who eventually will become apostles in this house. Amen. A day will come, God will say, go to Afghanistan. Don't say, there's, that's a desert. There's no mall there. You don't even have the comfort to even read your Bible. But if God says, go, go. Hallelujah. Amen. This is desert. Take note of the word desert. Verse 27. So he arose. I like that. When God commands, please obey. He arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia... A eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariots. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Okay, so you can tone down for me a little bit. That's good. Thank you. Don't quench it, but don't also overshadow all right verse 29 he was verse 28 says he was reading isaiah the prophet then the spirit said to philip go near and overtake this chariot so philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet isaiah and said do you understand what you are reading and he said how can i unless someone guides me and he asked philip to come up and sit with him the place in the scripture which he read was this and I quote, he was led up, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its sharers, its sharer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. No, let me put it this way. And as a lamb before its sharer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Unquote. Verse 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of, of himself or of some other man? 
verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Verse 37. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord, take note of what I'm going to read. The spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Somebody say amen to the reading of God's word. Hallelujah. Let me come down to the congregation. There's something very powerful in these verses of scripture. At least we can identify that when you say Philip preached Christ to the Ethiopian eunuch, Though we are not told that he mentioned anything about baptism, it is obvious from the question the eunuch asked that, see, here is water. What stops me from being baptized? It is then obvious that baptism was part of the gospel message. In other words, you cannot preach Christ without adding that after you have believed, you need to be immersed in water. Is that okay? And this is to announce to those of us who have not been baptized in water yet. If we don't do it in December, before the close of this year, Hopefully, by January, we should have compiled the names of those who are yet to be baptized in water. It is a scriptural requirement, and we must fulfill all righteousness. Somebody say amen. amen. That's just by the way. But what I want you to identify is Philip was in Samaria preaching the gospel. The, 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 the spirit of the Lord or the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, go to a desert and he obeyed from the desert after he had administered his assignment and he had baptized the eunuch the bible says that when they came up out of the water the spirit of the lord caught away philip and the eunuch saw him no more meaning that it was not a spiritual experience it was a physical a literal experience it is like I am with Pastor Ashabo right now. And whilst maybe I'm supposed to give him a message and I communicate the message that Pastor Ashabo, make sure that this and this and that you do before the close of today. And the moment I finish my, my message to him, he just realized that I have just vanished. I am sure the Ethiopian eunuch will wonder, did I meet a ghost? Could this be a ghost? And he was not a ghost. Philip was literally transported by the Holy Spirit to another place. And the Bible says he was found in Azotus. Can I ask a question? I don't know where you have found yourself in life. Somebody may be here and be saying that my life is a desert. Because to move from the city to the desert, not everybody is willing to obey that kind of instruction. But when Philip obeyed, the Spirit of the Lord wanted him to know that God is involved in our assignments, in our daily living. Don't live for yourself, child of God. You must live for the one 
who died for you, Jesus Christ, said that if he gives any instruction and you obey, you will find the will of God unfolding in your obedience. Hallelujah. Philip obeyed. He didn't complain. He went to the desert. Can you imagine you have a crowd? And many of us have our sensations, you know, uh, awakened when we see crowd. We love crowd. We want to see crowd. We want to see people. That gives us a certain feeling of fulfillment. But sometimes God can say, move from the crowd and just meet one person. Hallelujah. Because who knows, through that one person, for instance, the Ethiopian eunuch, possibly, according to gospel accounts, it is then possible that the first, uh, what's the name, African to be converted was the Ethiopian eunuch from the scriptures. Unless, maybe in the book of Acts, when in Acts chapter 2, where, you know, after the Holy Ghost had come and there, when there were people from Ethiopia and Libya and Egypt. So we may, but at least the first named person, and even his name was not mentioned, he was described as the Ethiopian eunuch. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What am I saying? All I'm saying is that it's not about whether you are dealing with millions of people or you are dealing with one person. The important thing is how faithful you are. God does not judge us because we're dealing with crowd. He judges us because he gave you one person and you took care of that person and he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Just like he will say, they say to the one he gave 10,000. For those of us who have become leaders in this house and those of us who rise up as leaders, God requires our faithfulness. Hallelujah. Because he is faithful and he wants us to take responsibility over the souls he's entrusted in our care and watch over the souls, not, you know, lording it over them according to scripture, but being an example. Remember, somebody purchased these souls with his precious blood. So even if it's just one single soul, mind that soul. Those of us who are in the follow-up team, evangelism team, mind the soul. You might not have seen a brother or a sister in church. Mind that soul. God may be telling you, just take care of this brother. Take care of this sister. Watch over this sister. Find out whether he has money even to transport himself from one place to the other and do that assignment. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Alright. But I'm going somewhere by this particular message. I said that where have you find, I mean, where have you found yourself? Is that the right English? I mean, where have you found yourself? You might have found yourself in a mess, probably. Probably, you, you found yourself in, locked up. And it's like, how am I going to come out of this mess? Everything seems to be going down. Everything seems to be working against you. Today, they say, there's accident. The next moment, they say you've lost your job. The next moment, you've lost this money. The next moment, you said you are going into binary operations. You know binary operations? Trading. And then before I realized, you alone, everybody is making the thousands of dollars. You alone went into trading. And then, you lost all your money, your investment. You started with big money, and then everything went down the drain. Or, you receive a prophetic word, and it seems the contrary is not happening to you. And you are asking yourself, where have I found myself? Hallelujah. Can I tell you a secret? Just think about it. A man you are just dealing with, all of a sudden, vanished from your presence. My position in this particular subject is that if the Holy Spirit can literally transport an individual from the desert 
and he found himself where he ought to be found in Azotus. Because from there, the Bible says he preached in all their cities until he got to Caesarea. If the Holy Spirit can do that literally, I mean physically, then he can do that all the time and always when we learn to engage him. Are you there? All the time. I just brought this picture in Acts chapter 8 to give you an idea of what the Holy Spirit in our life is meant to do if we can only allow him to have the right of way through our communion with him. I have shown you that scripture before. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, the verse 14, where Paul ended that chapter by saying that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Then he said, Amen. Now and forevermore. Or how did, is it now and forevermore? Just 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Who is there? Let me just, I want to quote it the way it's in scripture. I know that when we are sharing the grace, we say it now and forevermore. But let me be sure that that's how scripture put it. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Apostle Paul said, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Be with how many people? Be with only the pastors. Be with only the leadership. Be with you all. Whether great or small. Male or female. Whether you have or you do not have. In other words, the communion of the Holy Spirit is for every child of God. Born again. Part of the kingdom. It is for all of us. And what is that communion? The Greek word translated communion. We have said it in this house before. By extension also means transportation. Did you hear that? What? Transportation. Oh, how God's children have found themselves in a mess because we have not boarded the transportation of the Holy Spirit yet. We know about transportation. I mean, I can imagine Philip moving from Samaria to the desert. Probably he might have walked. And if you were the one, because those days, there wasn't, there weren't, in fact, to tell you that he walked, you know, he saw the Ethiopian Enoch, and then the Ethiopian Enoch, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord told him that the spirit said, go near, you know, get close. And he got close, meaning that he didn't have any means of transportation. And then he now asked the Ethiopian Enoch, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I? Except somebody guides me. Then he asked him to come and sit with him. So he was without transportation, okay? But this one was with a chariot. Sometimes we admire those who are using chariots and probably you are walking. But we forget that in the spirit, you may be walking today, but by the transportation of the spirit, if we engage the transportation of the Holy Spirit, you will find yourself where you ought to be in Azotus, in the will of God. You may not have anything today. A typical example is this ministry, IPR. We have said it over and again as our testimony that we began with nothing. But I believe if there is any credit that must be given, it must be given to the Holy Spirit by whose transportation we have come this far. It is the will of God. He transported us. We, we boarded that flight. Hallelujah. I don't know which transportation you are using. Maybe you trust in your, in your advances. You trust in your Mercedes-Benz. You trust in your Toyota Woodgiver. 
but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Hallelujah. Remember, there is something called transportation by the Holy Spirit. If you're a child of God and you have not received the Holy Spirit, can I give you a picture? I shared it in IPR Daily Devotion today. You can check it on our page as well as on Facebook. If a child of God relating with God, he wants to relate with God. He wants to know the deep things of God. He wants to know the will of God. He wants to find himself in the will of God, but hasn't received the Holy Spirit. That person is like someone who wants to go to the deep seas. You want to do business in great waters, but you want to do so by a canoe or a boat. Can you get there? In fact, it will take you a very long time. And if care is not taken, you can drown. The reason why many of us are being drowned by our situations and our situations seem overwhelming is because we have chosen to do this work by our might and power. Meanwhile, Zechariah 4 says, says that it is not by mind, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, that this generation will rise up and wake up to realize the importance of the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day walk. Hallelujah. The importance of this person of the Holy Spirit. Don't take for granted. I'm giving a picture. If someone is born again and hasn't received the Holy Spirit, he is like one who wants to travel to the deep seas. You want to know the deep things of God and yet you are going by boat. You will, it will take a long time. Maybe the rapture will take place. Yes, we we'll all go to heaven, but you realize that you could not appropriate what belonged to you. You could not utilize what belonged to you. What is available this year, 2018, must not end without you ascertaining the deep things of God for your life, for your marriage, for your finances, for your health, for your business, for your career. You've got to do it by the transportation of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 107, Verse 23 and 24, which I shared in the daily devotion, IPR daily devotion. The scripture says, those who go down to the sea in ships. He didn't just say those who go down to the sea and stop there. He specified which transportation in ships. Meaning that a child of God, if he wants to get to the deep waters... Because it's the Spirit of God who, who searches the deep things of God. Must do so not by any other means but by the Holy Spirit. So let's say the ship is symbolic of the person of the Holy Spirit. You've got to go there. And number two, it is not enough to have the person of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have ship. We have the Holy Spirit. But we have chosen to dock. Is that the word? The right word? Dock the ship. You just keep you see, the Holy Ghost is in your life. But there is no communion. There is no engagement. Hey, how, how, how we are robbing ourselves of what the Holy Spirit can do if we can allow him. Don't, don't feel shy if you have to talk them tongues, okay? Hey, sometimes the thing wells up and maybe where you are it said that you cannot talk them tongues just find a place and learn to charge yourself there are times where the spirit of the living God will be prompting you this is not the best place to be this is not the best place to be and you are feeling uncomfortable or you are feeling intimidated to say I want to get out if you are feeling intimidated, what you can do is just begin to charge yourself under your breath. Before you realize the energy and the will is there for you to work out. Because you don't belong where you are. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. 
those that go down to the sea in ships meaning you have the holy spirit but you must allow the holy spirit to take you down to the sea in ships he said that those who do business in great waters not in shallow waters some of us do business in shallow waters it's like a child of god who doesn't have the holy spirit so he's just acquainted with the cramps whereas the bread on the table belongs to you the cramps you are feasting on crumbs when the house and everything in the house belong to you. Tell your neighbor, don't rob yourself of the, the I mean, Jesus' best. Oh, say it. Don't rob yourself of Jesus' best to his church. Because the best gift God has given to the whole world, the world of sinners, is his son, Jesus Christ. And do you know the best gift that Jesus Christ ever received when he ascended to heaven? Ten days after, he received the promise of the Father. This was the promise of the Father. And the Bible says he has shed abroad the Holy Spirit. That's God's, that's Jesus' best to his church. And if you are in the church and the Holy Spirit has been given and you haven't received the Holy Spirit, I don't know what else you want to do. He can't do anything again. I'm telling the truth. God can't do anything again. Because what you want him to do, he has given you, I mean, the, the person whom it takes to do what he, you want him to do. So what else should God do? Should that surprise you? I mean, shouldn't that surprise you why or which way should I put it? I mean, should it be a surprise? Therefore, if things are not working the way it, it ought to work in your life, probably chances are that, number one, you might not, you might not have received the Holy Spirit. In fact, that one is a non-starter. Or number two, some have received the Holy Spirit but have refused to engage his transportation. I'm talking about deep communion. Deep and daily communion with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How do we do that? We talk them tongues. When the Holy Spirit is received, he gives you a language that is beyond human language. It's beyond our human understanding. And yet, that is God's class, God's method. The Isaiah calls it a mocking language. So it's okay if they mock at you. And yet, before they realize, you have moved from desert to Azotus. Hallelujah. If it happens physically, it happens spiritually every time. If you have found yourself locked up in, in debt, indebtedness, where you have taken loan upon loan and you can't service your debt, talk them tongues. Hallelujah. I know somebody will come and say that, ah, but what has tongues got to do with money? It is sowing and reaping. Fine. But I know that before even the money will come for you to sow, it is the same Holy Spirit who will give it to you. Never you come to the place where you have made so much money and, and now you begin to downplay the importance of speaking in tongues. I hear a lot of preachers do that and it's wrong. I'm telling you. Because they will, I know it's not by intent. But we don't know how we grieve the Holy Spirit by saying that this microphone was it tongues that bought the microphone, but was it not tongues you started speaking until God gave you the idea and brought somebody to buy the microphone? So, how do you not get a microphone with money and you not want to downplay the importance of the Holy Spirit who brought the money in the first place? Am I talking? Yo. So, in this house, one of the great pillars in IPR is receiving the Holy Spirit. Go back to the message, it's on YouTube. And by the grace of God, you will find it on, you know, other media. I will share with you, I believe, in the course of this man, you know, our radio, IPR online radio, and even a podcast. We'll show you, so that if you don't have data for YouTube and Facebook, you can have data for podcasts. That is just, you know, in kilobytes, not in megabytes. Hallelujah. Or even in gigabytes. Am I talking? 
And I'm saying this for a reason, because a day will come. I was supposed to have started IPR School of Ministry, but God said, exhaust all possible means for your people never to have any excuse why they did not listen to the message. So, okay, some will be converted still to audio on CDs and whatever, but at least with a podcast, everybody, okay? If you go to Google Play right now and you check Samuel Excellence, it's already there, I'm telling you. It's already there. And very soon it will be on, very soon it will be on, you know, iOS podcast also. But at least there are other podcasts that is already on. And all our audio messages on YouTube are there. I, am, I know what we are doing as a foundation so that when we say IPR School of Ministry has started, nobody has any excuse. Hallelujah. Because you've got to learn this message and tell the whole world one of our pillars is the person of the Holy Spirit, how to receive him, how to engage him in communion until he transports you from desert to Azotus. Where there were cities. You see, the man started from a city, Samaria. And probably when he was asked to go to the desert, he was complaining. But the Spirit of God wanted to tell him that, hey, I can take you to the desert, but when I'm taking you, I will not take you from just a city, but to cities. When the Spirit of God is guiding you, Jesus said, when he shall come, he shall guide you into all truth. Oh, I want to charge this house. Learn, if you have not done that, to receive the Holy Spirit. And if you have received the Holy Spirit, learn to commune with him. Learn to talk them tongues. When you're in the trot, trot, talk them tongues. Before you realize you have bought your own car, hallelujah. Before you realize you have built your own house. You move from that rented house to your own house because you have learned to engage the Holy Spirit. He will transport you from zero to a hero. Someone said transportation by the Holy Spirit. Let them call us names. Okay, yeah. So this is when you go, all they do is, well, how do they understand? You don't even understand what they're saying. Fine, no problem. I'm not talking to you. Am I talking to you? The Bible says when we speak in other tongues, no, no man understands you because you're not talking to man. You're talking to God. It's God. So if I'm not talking to you, what is your problem? Allow me to talk to my God. They will say, ah, but what is wrong with this man? I'm, I'm talking in tongues. I'm going deeper. The Bible says, deep calleth unto the deep. Until you learn to go deeper with the Holy Ghost, you may not ascertain the deep things of God. They are deep things. The Bible calls it the works of God. Those who go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, they are those who see the works of God and his wonders in the deep. His wonders are not in the shallow waters. You, and it is a picture of a spiritual life with the Holy Ghost. You want to see the, the deep things of God about your life? Maybe all you are doing is just struggling in the desert. But the Holy Ghost wants to transport you today. It is possible. Amen. And the beautiful thing about the transportation of the Holy Ghost is that what may take you, for instance, if you are moving from Accra to Tamale, then you are spending about 10 hours. If you are using your own car, maybe you can go 8 hours, 9 hours. If you are going to the Upper East, then you are going to 12 hours, 14 hours. But when the Holy Ghost is transporting you, it is instantly. Jesus! From here, before you realize you are found somewhere, that's the Holy Ghost for you, hallelujah. And I said, if it happened physically, then I believe it happens spiritually all the time whenever we engage him. I want to charge this house. If you have received the Holy Spirit, never let anybody discourage you. 
when you start it may seem like nothing is working but that's okay that's the journey build a relationship but before you realize you are hearing his voice he's talking to your heart he's giving you pictures in your mind when you're praying in tongues don't let your mind go haywire don't let your mind go astray bring your mind in line because your mind is a screen okay the screen on which the holy ghost will be posting photos of what he's doing so if you don't have that screen, chances are that you will only be praying, but you will not be getting edified. You should be able to see where he's taking you in your mind's eye. That is how we see visions. Take note. Visions are primarily, you know, born through the, the mind's eye. It is when we develop that level of visions that the Holy Ghost begins to open your eyes. So that though your physical eyes are open, you can see into the realm of the spirit also. But it doesn't start from there. It starts with your mind's eye. Okay? Am I talking to some people? Those who want to see visions and you, you, you have not learned how to, to allow the Holy Ghost to use your mind in the process of communion. You are robbing yourself. When you are praying in tongues, don't let your mind be feasting on some other things. It is only the untaught, the one who doesn't know the word of God who will be doing that. When we were young in the faith, we used to do that. And it was wrong. Whilst praying in tongues, your mind is... You know, gallivanting. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? But when your mind is alert and you are praying in tongues and you are praying in tongues, before you realize you begin to see yourself on top of the waters. Before you realize it's like, ah, this thing that was eating you up, you feel like you can eat that trouble. And you realize, ah, but this is nothing. And then all of a sudden you feel like you have mounted up with wings. Before you realize you can walk on water. You feel like that thing that was intimidating you, now you can challenge it. You embolden yourself. You become bold by the communion of the Holy Ghost. By the transportation of the Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. If there is nothing we will be known for. May IPR be known first and foremost. By our walk with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's one of our trademarks. That when you come to this house. They will talk them tongues. And if you don't love talking, talking them tongues. Okay no problem. But this house we talk them tongues. And we told them tongues before we realized God would transport us from here into, into Revival City, Revival Cathedral. You have no idea what I'm talking about. When I was going to say Revival Cathedral, then I saw a city. I know there's already a Revival City in this nation by Reverend Dr. Ampia Kofi. Yeah. But I saw a city also. So I don't know how we call it. It's just from the transportation of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. And